let's recap. Let's jump in with, with where we're at right now. We just adopted a little kitten named Stinky. His name is Sunday. His real name is Sunday, but we call him Stinky. And I call him Sunday. We had to drive to Diamond Bar to get this cat, which Brian is calls him Stinky. far as hell from where we live. But I call him Sunday. <laughs> and there's other cats there still. There's one left. Uh-huh. His siblings, right? Yeah. Or step whatever. Step sibling. They're maybe. siblings now. And there's one left, and we're trying to decide if we got to debate, uh, adopt a second cat or not. I feel like we've pretty much decided yes, right? You can't say that. It's for the pod. <laughs> we haven't decided anything because we we were texting, like, the way we got it. Okay, so the way we got it, backstory to everyone who cares, which is... Everyone wants to hear this. Okay. So the way we got it is, my we were, like, internally discussing if we should adopt an animal. And I was like, I want a dog. And Ryan was like, I want a cat, but I don't really want an animal. And I was like, okay, well... Let's back up. I was saying we can't get a dog where we live. I want to get a dog. I just can't get one here. Ryan was saying that. Yes. And I was saying, okay, well, then maybe we should get a cat. Yeah. But I'm allergic to cats. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of hesitant. So then we were, like, kind of, like, we were discussing. And then my coworker was, like, I'm adopting, like, a kitten. And I was, like, oh, my God, so cute. Is there any other ones? And she was, like, yeah, the woman who gets it just, like, she amazingly just like finds like feral kitten litters and like scoops them up and then like takes them in and then just like runs her basically her own kitten adoption center yeah she resuscitates strays yeah so anyways we adopted a kitten from her and there was my co-worker took a cat and then another there was another cat in there at the same time who needed a little bit of extra care and he's still there so now we're kind of like maybe we should get a kitten for another one for us maybe we should double back for the straggler it just seems like it would be like a good idea for our cat and us it would be great because our cat likes me more it's causing a lot of con i think it likes me more wow (laughs) coming out on the record to all our strangers is i think that's i don't think it's a clear i don't think it's clear let's say that i don't think it's clear that one of us is winning yet depends on when you ask him what time of day are you asking in the morning, he in likes In the morning, more. it's all you. Midday, you. Yeah. Woo! Anyway. Anyways. Yeah, so that's what's going on in our world. But anyway, welcome back to Dad Bops. Uh, we're doing another episode. Today, what are we doing? I don't know. What are we doing? Take it away, Lily. <laughs> Take it away, Stinky. Uh, we're doing The Clash. Yeah, we're doing I the- think we are doing The Clash. We're doing The Clash, London Calling. Is there a part one and part two, though? Because when I, I had this CD, like, in high school... And I remember it being like multiple CDs. It is, yeah. And I really can't commit to or doing no, no, like no. thirty songs. It's a, yeah, it's a four, if it was vinyl, it's four sides. But if it's CD, it's two CDs. The funny thing about this album is like my dad really liked it when I was well, he still does. But when we were kids, he would put it on in the car when we were on road trips. And I had this theory in my head that most CDs had twelve songs, and I really didn't like the Clash when I was a kid. So I was always like counting down. I was like. Okay, we just gotta get to twelve, and it'll be over. And then the song's got like <laughs> I think it's got like eighteen tracks or something. This CD is so long, it's but it, really there's long. two of them, right? I don't know if it, I don't know how it goes. I just know on vinyl there's four sides. You know, I don't understand how you can look up what the vinyl is, but you can't look up what the CD. Well, is. I'm on Wiki, and it's just like here's the four sides. So four sides means it's vinyl. Do you want me to get the background? Do you know better than I do? No. Is there a Clapton in this band or no? No. Um, I'll give some background. 
All right, London Calling. Eric Clapton. <laughs> Eric Clapton. Cream. John Bonham. <laughs> Just like any any rock star. Jimi Hendrix. Uh, John Bon Jovi. London Calling. It's the third album by The Clash. It was released as a double album in the UK. It's 1974. See, double album. But on vinyl, though. But you know Says what? Who? The length? Only 65 minutes. The whole thing? So even though it's long, it's like short songs. Uh, so The Clash? Famous English punk band. Who are the guys in The Clash? The guys in The Clash are lead singer, rhythm guitarist, Joe Strummer. There's no way that's his real name. Why not? Strummer? He's a guitarist and his name is Strummer? It's <laughs> bullshit. Wait, so that's the guitarist? He's the rhythm guitarist and the lead singer. Do you know? Is there someone else named like with like a similar name? Yes. Am I like an artist or just a guy? Like I feel like it's like there's someone named Joel that's like it's Joel Armstrong of, of Green Day. No, no. <laughs> not Who even are you thinking close. Of? I don't know. Does his last name sound like Strummer? Is that what you're? I feel like it's like Strummond or something. Strom Thurmond. Joel Strawman. Stromhand. Joel Strawman defense. No, I don't know. Okay, never mind. Continue. Good stuff. Um, okay, guitarist Mike Mick Jones. I almost said Mike Jones, the rapper Mike Mick Jones. Mick Jagger. Paul Simonin. Simonin? Paul Simon. Paul Simon, isn't it? Simonin, I think it is. Um, he's the bassist. And then drummer Nicky Hedden. Heden. Nicky Topper, in quotes, Heden. Whatever that means. What the hell? Yeah. It's foul. Should I get the rest of them in? Are there more? It's like people that cycled through. So no, that, this is good. That's it. Okay, this great. This is great. So... First album, The Clash, self-titled, 1977, was popular. I feel like what's notable is they're a classic rock band that has leftist politics. Okay, I have a question, which is like, what is like The Clash doing now? Like, are they still alive? Are they dead? Like, are they like, are they still friends? Did they break up? Like, I feel like it's like some of the bands you're like, I know what's going on with them. Like, The Clash, I feel like kind of like faded into obscurity. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so the main thing, the one thing I did know about this band i didn't know when though but joe strummer is dead he died in 2002 why so insensitive i'm like why did he die? why would he die um tell me his cause he had an death. undiagnosed congenital heart defect fuck that sucks it's a bummer it's a real bummer it's a real bum bum um let's look up the clash though i don't know they disbanded in 1986 so they didn't like have that long of a of a they didn't actually yeah, a run. They had a short run, very influential for like punk and new wave. It's kind of like they're like Nutramilk Hotel, but in the eighties. But way longer run than they had. Nutramilk Hotel is still running. Are they still? I thought they were done. I mean, they go on tour, but when I mean, they like, run out of money. <laughs> right, but like the whole band is not there. The band is there. I thought, uh, what's his face is he's dead, right? The main guy. Jeff Mangum is dead. No, he's not. Isn't he? No. No way. He's not? No. He's alive. Wow. That's real. That's news to me. And it's Magnum. Me? Magnum? It's, pr- it's spelled Mangum. Then I'm wrong. But he's alive, right? Yeah, he's totally alive. I'm completely wrong. Wow, I'm an idiot. Okay, they, they just broke up. Okay. They Wait. go back. They get back together to so, go on tour. So they still perform. So they actually have a longer run. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Longer run than The Clash. I just, I saw them on tour in 2013. Were they good? Yeah, they were great. Nice. I've never seen them. Um, wait, the last <laughs> thing I would say about The Clash is they, they're punk, but they, they mix a lot of different things in. They mix in reggae, dub, funk, ska, rockabilly music. And I feel like a lot of it is on 
London Calling, and that's why it's so Yeah, London Calling. Lit. It slaps. It slaps. Um, should we name our new cat after a song on London Calling? Should we name him London? Mm. I don't really like that name. I feel like that's like what a rock star would name their kid. What if we name him <laughs> Edinburgh? Ooh, that's like edgier. Or like Glasgow. Glasgow. Glasgow Smith Klein, the pharmaceutical company. I was thinking of the the place where there's Gla- like Oh, in Scotland. Yeah. Okay. There's like a music festival. Where is um Joe Strummer from? It's a place in England where you go to the what? Here's a fun fact. Joe Strummer born in Ankara, Turkey. Did you know that? No. Should we name our cat Turkey? <laughs> Turkey. <laughs> hey, Turkey. Yeah, we should definitely name him Turkey. Wasn't I talking about naming a cat chicken the other day? Probably. Okay, today. We, I mean, we could go through some of the old names that were rejected for Sunday. There's Carrot. I liked Carrot. There was Globy. I liked Globy. Snow Globe. Globy no. was off of Globy. Or Globy was off of Snow Globe. Lincoln? No. <laughs> Lincoln? No, I just made that up. Um, I've got the list. Here we go. Trunk? Trunks? <laughs> Alan? <laughs> Basil? Walter? Sim- Simon? <laughs> Those were the names that were in the running. I like the name Trunks. I like still. Trunks, but it makes me think of Dragon Ball Z. The thing I think is like the funniest about it is like the reason that he has the name Sunday is because you refuse to call him anything other than Stinky, and Sunday is like closest the to Stinky. closest <laughs> to Stinky. But like, but he has a real name. We adopted him on a Sunday, and then we flipped the spelling, so it's like he's a Sunday. He's cute. It's like a Sunday's yeah. a cute dessert. It fits. Yeah, it's good. And also, I think, like, you don't get to get Sundays as an adult. And I feel like that's kind of a crime. Yeah, he's our Sunday. He's the Sunday that never melts. I could also go for a a real Sunday, too, though. Just saying. They're good as hell. They're good as hell. You know what else is underrated? Banana splits. Absolutely not. Banana splits are shit. What? Oh, you hate bananas. (laughs) Why would you And they put nuts on it. Why would you want to ruin your wonderful ice cream, whipped cream, chocolate fudge situation with like I w- a weird <laughs> fruit that's like room temperature? You it know what ha- I'll it say. adds nothing. I will say that like of all the ice cream desserts, I feel like banana split is just like it's the most sexually aggressive of all. Absolutely. Like if you order a banana split on a date, that's like it's very forward. What date are you on where you're, like, ordering a Sunday, anyways? It's well, gotta I mean, be, like, at least your fourth date. People get ice cream after, like, a dinner, maybe. You, like, go on your first date. It's like, you're like, okay, we'll go get ice cream. Or you just you get ice order cream. order a banana split. That's what I'm saying. Psychotic to do that. Do you think... Did you ever get a banana split at Cocobella? Actually, no. Oh, For I people that don't know, Cocobella is, like, a vegan ice cream place in L.A. that does all coconut-themed. Not themed, but it's made out of coconut it's not all. ice cream. Most of it. They've expanded, but I feel like the Coco Bella is like... Yeah, that makes sense. I never thought of that. Yeah. I always thought it was like cocoa, like chocolate, but maybe that's just because I like... All right, should we talk about London Calling? Yeah. You're going to cut all this out, right? No, not all of it. <laughs> but I'll, keep, I'll cut some of it out. How Great. about that? Great. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep up. I'm going to pull up the London Calling page. This is an album I know and you know. But, but, but it's I been don't, a while. I don't remember. I listened to this like when I was like 17. Yeah, I've never really, like, done a deep dive, let's say. I would say, like, I've never gone back to it since, like, that time that we had together. Yeah. But I think what what we'll do is we'll just listen raw like we did last few times. All right. I guess, yeah, I guess we could just... All right, let's pop off. Okay, so the first song is the titular London Calling. (laughs) Oh, it's London Calling? We're starting out? Fuck, it's only going to go downhill. No, 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 no. There's so many other good ones. 
All right, tight. All right, Lennon Collin. Holy shit. All right, that was it. What do you think? What's your take? I mean, I'm just like, I I feel like I've missed so much of like the hidden meaning behind these lyrics. Yeah, what's your what's your take on it? I know the lyrics pretty well and I know the vibe, but I never really like read into the lyrics. Well, I'm like I'm reading like the annotations of it right now. I, did you read it? I'm not on Genius at all, so. I'm on spoiler alert. I'm on Genius. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we use, to to research this, we use Wikipedia and Genius. (laughs) We are professionals. It's a volunteer effort, you know? Yeah, we have day jobs, We don't get paid for this. We're tired. Yeah. Sponsor us, Polar Water. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Can we start, can we start targeting Polar Water? Side note. I would die. I would sob. Let's make that the commission. That's my only, that and Dunkin' Donuts. Give me those two, like, Massachusetts brands. We get, like, another offer and we just leverage it into a polar deal. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, actually, Sam Pelly reached out to us, but. There's some offers on the table. (laughs) I'm gonna only go with polar. Alright, hit me with these lyrics. Okay, so, like, a lot is very interesting. Like, I mean, I always felt that it was kind of like, it's a song about kind of, like, discontent, right? Like, yeah. You feel the discontent in the music and the lyrics where he's like, London's calling, blah, blah, blah. But you're like, what does that actually mean, right? Like, yeah. But actually, like, there's a lot of different references to different cultural things going on. Similar to one might say, We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah. Um, your, fa- your favorite song of all time. <laughs> Not really, but yeah. But one of them. But go on. But it's like, like the Ice Age's coming was like, there were, there was like a, a scientific thing in the 70s where people thought there was another Ice Age that was coming. They thought there was like, going to be a cooling period. Oh. And then there's London is drowning is about like, it's all, there's a lot about environmentalism where like, if it heated up, then London would be drowning, but you're down by like the Thames or whatever, you know, or the Thames. The Thames, yeah. The Thames. And right. then there's a drug reference with the yellowy eyes, apparently. Yeah. All of this just, like, really went over my fucking head. But it, it feels right with the times. Yeah, you know what's weird is, like, I thought that all of that stuff was, like, fear of, like, nuclear war. But, like, you know the other thing that this that's weird about this is that it reminds me of, this is 79, and I feel like he's talking about, like, Beatlemania has faded out, like, that wave of... 60s enthusiasm or whatever and now people now we're coming into like the punk era um but also like i feel like that book uh gravity's rainbow is about like later in life people actually are starting to understand what world war ii meant like it's not like it wasn't like good guys versus bad guys it was like the beginnings of like global empire and i kind of and i kind of feel like that's what he's hinting at here was that really the beginning of global empire i feel like that was already like happening right Or, or actually yeah i said that really bad but i mean like Glo- like in terms of whatever this new iteration of like one, one world government like all interested in capital and imperialism one world under yeah God. illuminati vibes but i mean what do you okay so like lyrics aside it's this smacks though fucking slap it's really it's fucking good it's like anti-war pro-environment you know it's like if this song comes on at the club like Against all odds, everybody's bopping. I'm busting it open. You're to like, this. you're like, let me grind down to London <laughs> calling. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, it's like, even though it's a bummer, it slaps though. It's like, it's, it's fun. 
It slaps for sure. It's real ma- It's really masterfully done. I feel like it is. This is a goat. It's a, it's already a goat. Out the gate, goat. They they start. They came in strong. Yeah. What's next? All right. Song two is brand new Cadillac. Brand new Cadillac. Yeah. Um. Here's my quick take. I didn't know it's a cover. Did you know it's a cover? No. So it's a cover of... Vince Taylor? Yeah. And the only other thing I'll say about this is like, I like it okay, but I think it's funny that uh, it's almost like they, they have to do a cover of a blues song because that's what the Beatles did, but they're doing it their way. It's mm. like edgy. Like they're kind of like shitting on it. I don't really like this to be... Eight. yeah i mean i don't love it i mean the main thing is that he says balls to you big daddy that's like <laughs> yeah. that's like the main part of this song right yeah i'm glad that you highlighted that that's really that's really it balls to you big daddy i mean because they're like oh she's got a cadillac that's like a symbol of wealth or whatever they're like how the fuck did she get that cadillac you know but i'm like i don't care you know yeah Back to you, stinky. Back to you, stinkeroo. Um, no, I think, yeah. I think it's just like, whatever. It's it's rock. It's rock music. It's coming out of blues again. What's like Vince Taylor's legacy, you know? Do people know him? I actually don't know anything about him. Wow, so he was actually British. Wow. Oh, I see. Interesting. Apparently, the original of this, this makes more sense. On the Wikipedia page, it was saying, like, this is one of the first British rock and roll songs. Because Vince Taylor is a British guy. I didn't know that. I thought it was, like, in a cover of an American. Interesting. Okay. So they really, like, they went off. They're kind of doing their own whatever. They kind of went off. They went off. But I I don't like this song. <laughs> Let's just say they went well, off. They went off, but I still don't like it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's not. It doesn't hit that much for me. Um, so, so what's up next? On to the next. Okay, the next song is Jimmy Jazz. Okay. Okay, that was Jimmy Jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't really like this song. This is probably, like, my least favorite song on this whole album. Um, but what is interesting is they're really, they really are mixing a lot, in a lot of really weird styles here. Like, it's almost like... <laughs> it's like a cross between, uh, like, a Grateful Dead song and, like, a Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> with, like, a little bit of, like, English punk in there. It's kind of weird that this song, like, made the album... I think it matters more because they're like, oh, this album, we're going to do whatever we want. Like, we're going to yeah. really musically go for it. I mean, I don't like it. I'm, like, reading the information. I can. I'm reading Genius.com. <laughs> I'm reading the official liner notes. The liner notes. I've done a lot of annotations. I'm doing um, Chicago style. I'm doing research. I'm doing uh, scholarship. Interesting that he's scatting. Uh, that's kind of cool. I feel like he's, like, kind of, like ahead of his time i mean the story is basically just like oh there's a guy he's on the run from the cops and i didn't tell the cops where he was that's it there's right. nothing else love to it. It. which i love which I'm, we, we I, I'm like cool great absolute fuck 12 always F- yeah but <laughs> a cab no big deal <laughs> a- no big deal i mean a cab a cab they're ahead with that um but yeah i don't know i don't really like i'm not like gonna i'm not gonna like turn to this one on my own i'm not gonna like be like oh let me put it on like my playlist to listen to 
One thing that's spicy that somebody on Genius said was like, the song reflects the line, I feel like a soldier, look like a thief, because they're trying to stay punk, but they're appropriating a lot of different cultural styles. Mm. I don't think that's at all what they meant by that line, but I... That, that feels like, theoretically... It's a reach. Like, like, it feels like the theory wasn't there in the 80s to, to really to be, like, that. discussing your own appropriation, but I don't know. I don't think that's true. I think there's probably, like people were versed they're yeah, yeah yeah people were versed but like was the clash versed is like i don't know i think they were pretty woke among bands but i don't know what they were reading <laughs> who <They're> knows like... <laughs> who the hell knows <laughs> i love to like look at their nightstands and be like i'd like to see their goodreads <laughs> yeah oh i would i would live i would live to see their goodreads okay so yeah i mean if i'm throwing one away right now my vote is i pitch this song i just throw in the garbage uh, yeah i i'm with you but i don't know what's coming next i don't remember this album at all i respect that like you know how like if you haven't made music or you haven't done something creative in a while you need to do like a throat clearing piece this feels like that Mm. I don't. I think they were doing music, but it's like you don't. My need to. thing is like I feel like they probably have other throat clearing pieces that didn't make it on the album. But yeah, for sure. But this belongs in that pile. Yeah. This. Sorry. So you're saying this song is a piece of shit? It's just like I you're, get it. You're saying it belongs in a pot. I think that like pile it was, of shit. It's, I can see why it's important shit. for them, but it's not good, <laughs> and in any way. Yeah, for sure. In my opinion. Okay. What's next? All right. The next song is hateful hateful what's your you got any takes i love this song personally this is oh, like, really this is like a top five album for me tell me like what you love about it exactly here's my take i think i love the idea of if, if punk music is about like taking something that it's like subverting something, right? I love that they took like, like a like a be like a coy, flirty like bebop vibe, and they turned it into like a romance between a guy and his male friend who sells him drugs. Mm. That's hilarious to me. Which is like, he's okay. like, it's so cute and funny that like I've got a drug dealer. He'll sell me literally anything, and he's like bragging about it. For sure, I find that really funny. Um, I just like it. The rhythm is cool too. It's it's weird. Those are my takes. Yeah, I mean, I I get that for sure. But you don't like it at all. I'm seeing that on your face. You don't know anything. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't not like it. It's just it's not like doesn't slap like London Calling and it I don't hate it as much as that other song before that I already forget the name of. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, I feel like I'm a sucker for any song that's got like a weird rhythmic element and like the the kind of like the stuttering thing. I like. I feel that. like I would like this song except for the lyrics. Like I just feel like it's kind of like uh, I. I don't know. I don't really like care for. I'm not really listening to the lyrics that much though when I'm hearing this. To be honest, like I'm, I guess so. I'm bopping more than I'm like reading. Yeah, for sure. But you know, one thing I'll say that's occurred to me while I was listening to this is like I kind of feel like drug use among like political different political positions is sort of like a contentious issue and i feel like today if you if you're gonna be a, like a leftist there's a lot of people that are like you should be able to do drugs like you should be able to do what drugs you want blah 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 and i feel like maybe an older version of this take is actually drugs corrode revolutionary potential and i think like that is kind of what we're you think that's what he's going for here because i think it's like ironic that it's like i definitely think it's ironic 
But I think what they're but I think this take is not like it's cool that I can do drugs. Like it's not that's not the, the No message. no no, I don't think so either. And I think a lot of the messages on this album are about left like explicitly leftist political like class issues or like I just don't get that here as part of the irony. I feel like the irony is like No, I don't think he's saying it here. But I'm I'm just curious what their take is on this. Mm. It's interesting the idea that like you're saying that right now people would be like, oh, anyone should have the like opportunity to do whatever drugs they want. And that's maybe like a different political spectrum issue, right? Yeah. I just think that's like interesting because I feel like that's like an issue that's rather recent and has so much to do with like racism. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, I think it's tied. It's really tied into like what drug use is like prosecuted and what drugs you're using. Right. But it's in, but it's funny that like I feel like today I don't think anyone's ever come around and been like it's woke to use heroin or something. Like nobody's ever really crossed that like across right. race lines or anything. But like it was fine for white people to do coke in the 80s, but it was horrible for black people to do crack, let's say. Right. And now today it's like in the 60s, if you were doing acid or like LSD or whatever else, like you were a leftist hippie. And the reason you were doing it is because it was giving you like a perspective that was like woker than the standard. Mm-hmm. And like that has sort of remained the same over time. Like today, it's like, I think it's now it's being assimilated almost by like Silicon Valley capitalists. Like this could make us more productive. Mm-hmm. But it's just like an interesting political thing. I feel like it changes over time. Yeah, I mean, because drugs aren't, like, intrinsically good or bad, no matter what the drug. So it's all about the context yeah. of the drug, which is, like, interesting because, yeah, some drugs have, like, made it through the threshold where everyone's like, all right, that's a fine one. Right. But what's interesting, too, is, like, prescription drugs, a lot of which are the basis for then the street drugs that become illegal or, like, they never face that same sort of scrutiny except for Oxy. Right, yeah. But sure. Which is, like, the one exception they're actually going to get prosecuted yeah. for that. Right. Um, yeah, it's just interesting, though. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, before I leave this topic alone, I feel like if you have, like, like a le- like a libertarian is like, oh, we should be able to give heroin to babies. Like, that's, like, the extreme, like, the most stupid of both points. <laughs> but, like, a super conservative person is, like, drug use of any kind leads to, like, degeneracy. Cultural degeneracy. And I just, like don't understand like is that in the bible no but it, no i think it's just an attitude that is developed because it's like you're allowed to drink right because like wine's in the bible right but it, I'm, right. I'm just very I'm, I'm confused but i think what's interesting though is like that you've got the far like you've got right positions christian right or something that would be like don't do drugs at all because it's degenerate but then you've got like leftists that are like do drugs because it's degenerate and that's woke, that you're being degenerate. But then you also have a version of <laughs> leftists that are like, don't do drugs because... Because it's counter-revolutionary. I was going to say because it's like not healthy for you in- intrinsically. But yes. Anyway, I don't think they got into that really in this song, Everybody should make their own choices about drugs. We offer no political opinion. I offer no opinion. Whatever drugs you want to do, that's all up to you. Just be safe. Get a buddy. Yeah, because for me, I have some water. I really have my own categories. I'm like, these ones are okay. These ones I I wouldn't mess with. Yeah. (laughs) But whatever. Anyway, okay. The next song is Rudy Can't Fail. Wow, wow, wow. 
Well, well, well. Well, well, well. well. Rudy. Rudy. Rudy, like a rude boy. Come I was here, rude literally boy, boy. just about to say that. He's a rude boy. He's a rude boy. I don't know. This album is like, it's not doing what I thought it was going to do. What about you? Honestly, right, you remember when I had the Volkswagen? Yeah. Of course. When I first got it and I it had a CD player. You mean the Passat? The Passat, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I got to put some CDs in this. And this is one of the first ones I bought for the car. So I've listened to this album a lot. And I like the song. But, you know, it's <laughs> going off my drug thing. I think it's funny that they completely go back on themselves. They're, They're like, like, actually, mm-hmm. dude, he's doing great. He's getting drunk before breakfast. He's having a great time. Like, it's, it's he fun. is. But I feel like there's another side of it where people are like, he shouldn't be doing that. You like know? society frowns on it. Society is like, you shouldn't drink until at least lunch, you know? But <laughs> Lunch? But lunch? <laughs> we draw the line okay, at lunch. Okay, but... You can have breakfast. a long lunch. You can have one beer at lunch, but before then, that's that's, that's a no go. Yeah, I mean, but I feel like their attitude in this one is different than the last one, where it's like Rudy. They do believe he can't fail. Okay, can we go back to something really important? The beginning when they're like dun 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 dun. What? There's like a cover of that. Someone else is using that song. Oh yeah. And I need to know who. I don't know. You know what it is. Is this it? The beginning of Under the Sea. Like, do 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 no, do 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 I mean, it sounds very similar. That's not it. It reminds me of like a like a schoolyard chant or something. Where it's like you're making fun of somebody. And it's like, do 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 or something like that. No, that's not it either. I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking of. You're not helpful. I'm throwing out a lot of helpful references. None of those are helpful. Because it's literally like exactly like that. It's like, da-da-da-da-da-da. Dun 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 dun. Is it like I heard the beginning of the song and I thought it was a different song? Is it this song? It's "Call Me Rude, Boy, Boy." Call me rude, boy, boy. Can you drink at breakfast and come in rude? Yeah, drink it, drink it, not till lunchtime. <laughs> uh, wait, I'm gonna look it up. I like it. You know what I appreciate appreciate about the Clash so far is. I feel like they're covering, like, heavy... To- like, if you had a friend that was getting hammered at breakfast, and everyone was, like, really coming down hard on him, and he was like, no, dude, I'm, I'm chilling. Like, that's kind of a heavy topic, but, like, they spin it in a fun way. This album really makes me want to watch Skins UK. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, like, one of the best takes I've ever heard. Skins, they bit their whole style from the clash. Absolutely. Like, that's definitely how it feels. They're like, we're punk. Rockers. Okay, I can't find what this is referencing. I'm gonna figure it out. I'll put it on the tweeter. You don't like it? I like the the melody though. You yeah, don't... it's fine. I just like don't care. You don't like. You don't appreciate this I don't album. Care for it's, it. You're discovering that you don't like the Clash. Is what you're discovering. I thought I did, but I guess I only like the song "London Calling." All right. Well, let's get to the next London one. London Calling. I do think that them putting... And then we have like 40 fucking songs on. This is like when we, we listen stopping to Fish. Halfway? We've never listened to Fish. Are Grateful sure? Dead? No, I'm talking about Rush. I'm just kidding. Oh, Rush. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We are um, stopping at least halfway if we even make it there. We can make it. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> okay. Rudy Can't Fail. I like it. Lily hates it. All right. Next song. Spanish Bombs. This 
song. I don't know what it's about. I didn't look up the lyrics. Did you? Yeah, I knew what it was about, though. But no, this song smacks. This is my cert. If it, there was a banger on this, certified banger, this is mine. It's good as hell. Um, I love it. Um, it's about. It's maybe one of the most like outwardly leftist political songs on here because it's about the Spanish Civil War. Imperialism. It's about yeah, like communists and anarchists in Spain tried to hold off Franco. And the guy, the narrator, is talking about, like, his girlfriend who he loved died from a Spanish bomb. Holy hell. So it's like he's dictating the war, he's fighting, and he's also, like, really sad that his girlfriend died. Damn. I love this song. This is, like, my absolute... It's my it's go. It's really good. It's definitely the best. I never really knew, too, because my dad liked the CD a lot when I was a kid, and I didn't... I liked this song, but I didn't really know... At, obviously, I didn't know what it was about. But now it hits. It hits a lot. Like wow. you could you could uh, fight a proud boy to this song, for sure. You could like send this to your e girl on Twitter or whatever, or your yeah. e boy. Of course, whoever. That's yeah, it's really good. I like it. I agree. Uh, it's definitely my second favorite song after London Calling. Okay, wait. Can I tell you what I think I discovered? Yeah. My theory, and I could definitely be wrong here. The Mighty Mighty Boston's cover. Like a song by The Clash in Clueless. Oh, and I, fuck. it's not the same song, but I feel like it like gives the same energy, and maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I guess really what we're saying is that The Clash invented ska music. <laughs> Did you know that the Mighty Mighty Boston's are from Massachusetts? No, but so fuck. so fuck off. So fuck off. It's just crazy Dude. for such a small state. How influential? Yeah. The most presidents. <laughs> One of the funniest things I saw was, I don't know if you saw this meme the other day, but it was like a, a grandma and a walker and like her granddaughter, like helping her walk. And there was like text over the grandma's head. And it was like, Gwen Stefani was in a ska band. And then the, gra- and the girl was like, okay, grandma, like, let's get you to bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think this is the one maybe that you're it's thinking It's just like of. the cover. Because the beginning of this sounds a lot like the other one. Wait. It's not that? It might be. Yeah, I think it is. Is yeah. this the same song? Yeah. It's a different song, but... Oh, but they also cover the exact same song. Oh, really? Well, I guess it's the Mighty Mighty Boss tones they have. They've got many layers. All right, well, Anyways. We're, we're almost halfway couple more songs there's one more i really want to hear before we stop okay what is it the next song is the right profile what's your take i don't care for it yeah it's kind of like really inside inside baseball you know yes where it's like, they really like the actor Montgomery Clift. Like, okay, we get it. I don't understand any of the words that you're saying. <laughs> well, the whole song, I didn't know this. I don't even know what inside baseball is. Is it like dirty politics? No, it's like when like people are making references to something really specific and like nobody else knows. So it's it. an inside so joke. I, so me saying inside baseball was inside baseball. So it's just like a, a more masculine way of saying inside joke. Sure. It's yeah. misogyny. It's <laughs> it's coded. Yeah, it's misogyny. So you're saying it's... I couldn't say inside softball? 
we're queering inside baseball. Is that what we're doing? No. This is a really bad joke. It's not landing. Um, <laughs> I thought mine was pretty good. Yours is good. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like they're continuing the drug and addiction thing. But Wait, they... but who is Montgomery Clift? Okay. Montgomery Clift. Very famous Hollywood actor. Clift with a T, yeah. Clift. He's like a he's like a James Dean contemporary, but not as hot. Arguable. I haven't heard of him. Probably not. I mean, I feel like James Dean is a fucking smart. I just show. feel like I haven't heard of him. He's like, is he as hot as a young Alan Arkin? <laughs> no, no one's. As, I don't know. You know what I would love to have seen though is like if there was a Clash biopic when Alan Arkin was young and he was one of the stars. Now that is. That's a take. Just so everyone knows, I'm looking up Montgomery Clift so Lily can judge how hot he is compared to James Dean. I don't actually remember what James Dean looks like, so let's pull him up next. So you got a mental picture of him? Montgomery Clift attractive for sure, right? I like, just feel like whenever they got the the black and white face shots, everybody kind of like smooths out to the same looking dude. I mean... James Dean's hotter. They're both like... They're both smoke shows. They love not as hot James Dean. They yeah. love they love a a second rate James Dean. Okay. Yeah. And this song is about him. Yeah, basically, I feel like there was like a couple stars around that time. Like Marilyn Monroe is the other where it's like, is she? No, no, wait. Am I thinking of her? There's a couple stars in that era where like they were so fucking famous, and they died so young from like partying too hard, or like they drove their car off. Whatever. Janis Joplin. Nah, did she? She died young, but not from doing that or did she i think she did from dying she did die young i thought it was like an alcohol overdose is that not in the genre she's later she's like 70s we're talking like 40s okay no but marilyn monroe wasn't the 40s monroe was later yeah she was like 60s so that's why i, I go back on that that's not a good example okay anyways okay so Mo- just montgomery clipped one of the biggest paperback actors in james dean in the 40s literally as big as james dean like they're competing for the same roles it's not uh-huh, like uh-huh, uh-huh. it's like brad pitt tom cruise in the 90s it's like that level sure um but anyway who cares though because i mean the point is like yeah they love montgomery clipped i guess i don't know why maybe they're friends but did he die or is he alive He's dead oh sad he died when he was like 40 oh is, he died in the 60s is james dean also dead long dead oh okay so it's okay to judge them both on their comparative hotness because they're both already dead. Yeah. But Alan Arkin is still alive. So. James Dean is older. James Dean died in the 50s. And then the other guy died 11 years later in the 60s. Sucks. But anyway, what is what is this song called? The Right the, Profile. The Price is Right? The Price is Right. Um, <laughs> I'm just derailing this whole thing so hard right Who's now. the guy that hosts The Price is Right? Pat Howie Mandel. Or no, that's Deal or No Deal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thought, talking to the banker. I thought he hates it? this offer. <laughs> <laughs> we should watch that. <laughs> yeah. So absurd. The whole concept is so absurd. Our cat's sleeping again. I feel like the whole joke of this is like, I guess Montgomery Clift, I think he died in a car accident, right? And it's like the onlookers are approaching the car accident and they're saying, where did I see this guy in Red River in a place in the sun in the mystery, like all these movies that came out um and then they're like is he okay ha 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 like whatever oh that's montgomery clift and then towards the end it's like shoot his right profile so it's like they're taking pictures of his corpse and they're trying to get his good side damn that's morbid as hell and yet they're they're singing it like it's like a comedy song so not great i don't love the song to be honest i don't know it or like it 
Yeah. But this is a really long detour for a song that neither of us like. I mean, we had we had to know what we were talking about, and it's completely immaterial to we anything. We learned a lot. I learned so much right now. I'm also really cold. Okay. There's a blanket right here. No, there's piss on it from our cat. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> I was just gonna turn off the air conditioning. Yeah, please. I'm going. Oh. All okay. right, what's the next song? The next this song is, our is last the one song, I right? wanted to get to. It is Lost in the Supermarket. Lost in the Supermarket. I liked it. I like it a lot. That's my fave. It's one of my faves. It's pretty damn good. It's one of my all-time faves. I like it a bunch. I don't have that much to say about it. I think it's a. I think it's just like I relate to it more than most songs. Because you often you get a lot of anxiety in a supermarket. Yeah. And I think it's actually really like it's a good lens because it's like there's too many choices. You're disconnected. Decision decision fatigue. Whoever came up with the term decision fatigue, like I want to give them a big hug. They get a PhD. pretty a pretty huge dick degree a pretty huge decision degree oh yeah pretty huge decision uh yeah i just i get that for sure it's good it's it hits really well it's a really it's a metaphor that hits really well it's like i'm depressed in the suburbs and i hate going grocery shopping i like going grocery shopping in the suburbs the supermarkets are always really big they are big it's like going to like a mini mall where you just like can look at endless types of different types of Oreos. All right, I guess that's pretty much it. We got about halfway. Do you want to do a halfway? Let's do a halfway review. I don't like this album very you much. You don't like it. What do you give it? One to ten. Five. Damn, dude, you're gonna hate the back end of this. Fuck. First front end. I'm giving it like eight out of ten so far. I like everything except two songs. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Well, to each their own, I guess. Um, I'm not gonna give it five. I don't have any vibes, but but we're gonna do second half and then we'll do vibes. My vibe is not good. Yeah, I'm bummed. I thought you loved this shit. I thought I did too, but I I, I was bumping this for a bit. You know. I mean, it's like it's not bad. I guess it's just like I'm never gonna listen to it again. It's honestly kind of weird to try to like just cold react to this because the first time I heard it, I'm like, this is fucking trash. And then the more I listened to it, I liked it. You really have to know. You gotta drink the Kool Aid. Yeah. So we're coming in and we're just shitting all over them. You know, I like them. All right. Okay. They said ACAB. They said, they didn't say gay rights, but they said, uh, I'm gay for my drug dealer. They did pretty much say that. Mm, they said, whatever you want to do. They, they're they like, you They know. said capitalism's bad. Yeah. They, they said, I love the environment. Not, I hate war. I'm not hearing anything about misogyny yet, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, maybe they'll get there. I don't remember. Another album with... No women men- mentioned yet. Yeah. They're Which, giving off some incel vibes a little bit low-key. It's always interesting when I get to, like, uh, listen to an entire album and, like, not one woman is mentioned. And we're not there yet, but we'll have to see what happens. Except Spanish Bombs, the lady who was bombed to mm-hmm. death. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Yeah. Manic, manic Pixie Leftist E-Girl who was killed. Tight. All right. Well, this was fun. This is good. Yeah, I guess that's it. All right. Part one is over. We'll come back with part we'll come two. Come back with part two. <sighs> like, subscribe. Uh, you guys already voted, and I guess we're getting a second cat. 
because of you guys. So <laughs> yeah, now you're gonna have to vote on the name. Now you're gonna have to like the pick when I post it when I adopt him. Oh my god, they're gonna be so cute together. Can we get them little bows? We have to get them collars. Absolutely. Anyways, unrelated. Yeah, send us emails at dadbops at gmail Follow us on Twitter at dadbops. Uh, and listen to us on Spotify and iTunes, Apple Music. Yeah, that's about it. I guess that's it. That's the way the cookie crumbles. All right. <laughs> All right, peace.